Scott here from Social Energy Presents, and welcome to this podcast short from our signature show, Your Backstage Pass, featuring a special vignette from another great episode. See, quickly here, too, when we're doing the, um, the Aerosmith stuff, you know, sometimes things be getting changed and all that, uh, and we did a song called a Ragdoll, right? Yeah. Ragdoll. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, it was originally called Ragtime. And it was, you know, like the ragtime dancing, whatever. So me and our guy, John Verta- uh, John Claudner had come up and he did not want it to be ragtime. It reminded me of, uh, you know, some chick on her period or something like that. So like, <laughs> right, you've, right. Got, you've got to change this to ragdoll. It can't be ragtime. But, but, oh, but the song's done. We've mixed it. No, no. So Stephen had to go out and change all the, the lyrics and the choruses. But if you listen to the mix... We didn't change the background, so they're all still singing ragtime. Really? Ragdoll. So listen to it. The background is still going ragtime. You know what I have? I have an early demo of uh, of Do It Like a Lady. Oh, right. Instead of instead, because they they change it from "Do It Like a Lady" to "Dude Looks Like a Lady." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I've got the original demo of that. I don't know how I got it. I got it somewhere. Yeah, that's there's there might, you must witness a lot of changes like that from inception to final cut. My God, because there's so much work that gets done right in front of your eyes. Yeah, less and less, I'd say more these days, just because of editing and all that. It's like it's you don't see any of those, especially when you finally got it done and then at the last second, like another last second thing was uh, love in an elevator. Uh, Clutter said. Oh, we need to have a breakdown in this song. We're like, what the hell? So, so I had to edit a breakdown. So basically, that whole going down, da, 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 and then the guitar solo, that breakdown, that's just the drums from the tag edited on two inch tape together to make a loop. And we just recorded some more instruments over it. So that was all done after the mix. Wow. Remix that section and edit it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny funny thing is Claudner is the guy that actually stars in the video for yeah. Dude Looks Like a Lady. Yeah. Right? He's the guy if you, if you guys see the video, the he's the guy guy. with the the yeah. guy with the big beard and long hair. Yeah. And then to change the, the drums up a bit, I put a like a delay on it so it's going to ding 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 But basically it's the same drum tracks from the, the tag that's just edited in then there. So. so I do a little Stuart Copeland, you add a add a add a, an echo on it so you get an extra hit. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well Stuart Copeland used to record with I guess he used to use an Echoplex in those days. He'd actually oh. play to the Echoplex. Yeah. So could, yeah. And cool. and uh well, there was there was something else that I remember thinking like how did they play that because it's so perfect and I didn't realize it was actually just an echo with it's I, I thought a guy was playing a keyboard he's going he's not he's just playing one note he's just playing one note you know how stupid of me yeah but yeah but also I think there's less and less of that in the studio creation going on because more and more people have studios like what i've got here where you can actually work out all that stuff so when you go into the studio you're not wasting a lot of valuable time you know you're sort of going in i i'd heard that that's why um steve tyler was able to do uh janie's got a gun in in such a short amount of time is because the pre-production was so perfect for that song they he knew what he was going to do down to the breath you know 
I, I guess so. I wasn't a part for the pre-production that would have been sort of Bruce before we came into the studio, but I will say, you know, Bruce would go home a lot of times at dinner, seven o'clock kind of thing. And we'd stay till midnight or one and, you know, whatever. So they're paying for the day anyway. So Stephen wanted to play. Okay, cool. Let's sing all these background vocals. So it wasn't taking up uh, studio time for the next day when Bruce had all the other stuff he wanted to do. He could listen to all these. Oh, great. Well, that's done. That marked that off our list to do. So in a way we're saving money by, you know, doing it after hours, you know? Well, his, his, his family time was fairly important to him back in those days. He used to coach oh, yeah. his kids. He used to coach his kids baseball team and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he'd so go home at dinner time or something like that. He'd go home, make supper and then sometimes have to coach the kids. So yeah, no, his family time was pretty important to him. You know, I mean, he loved uh, doing it in the studio, but he's really efficient man. And he, you know, got done in his eight or 10 hours, what he wanted doing. And, you know, sometimes we'd stay after, but it was just to do bonus stuff, you know? There's some, some famous stories. Charles brought up one from the old days. This is before you worked with them, but where Steven Tyler used a sugar packet for a shaker on Sweet Emotion. Was there, is there anything like that that's been done in front of you, like where, where you didn't have something, so you sort of just used something else? I know Randy Backman talks about the percussion. They used the, the bottom of a, I think it was a Javex bottle on, on, ta on taking care of business. They just beat it like a, a conga. Oh, cool. Yeah. To get the gallop. We, we'd make a few, we made a few things. Uh, like there's a, what the hell song was that? We did? Steve and I did it. Uh, they're called guppy plunges. So then I got a credit for that, you know, on, on my thing, but um, they're basically just lip smacks. Oh, okay. We do them. They almost sound like these weird hand claps. We did that. Uh, got a few flesh bongos in. So we'd get a couple of the dancers from, you know, number five or whoever they'd come in and, bare-bottomed uh, Congos and stuff. So we did a lot of stuff like that. I mean, we had all the uh, the percussion stuff, and I've got to tell you, it was Stephen with his uh, sense of timing, because he used to be a drummer, right? And that's why yeah. he drove Joey nuts. But, like, I've never seen anybody, like, one take, he'd have the tambourine done, or shakers. Like, and he had this cool thing where he would always do them in a figure of eight, and that's how he got them so perfect all the time. But try and you know, draw a figure of eight with these two things in your hand. Like it's, I, I can't do it. And he just, you know, it was just amazing. So, you know, the, as a percussionist, he was just amazing. That's, you know, what adds a lot of the flavor to, to a lot of the, their tracks is that subtle percussion stuff, but we didn't do sugar packets. <laughs> they we probably were. weren't allowed them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Who knows what they would have smuggled inside of them. <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us. Check out our many other podcasts featuring vignettes and full episodes from a growing list of recording artists and other music insiders. And please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so we can bring you more great content from this and many other shows we're now producing. Available both on podcast and video on demand. <laughs>